welcome to Movement is My Constant. In this podcast, I invite movement researchers to share their embodied knowledge through open conversations as inspiration for organizations and leaders to design the future of work. It was part of my process needing to feel movement, not in the physical sense, but a physical as in actually moving but feeling movement through the breath um, and through the mind. Today's episode is all about journeys and what they mean for self-development. Physical, spiritual, And what synonyms can we find? Processes, rituals. I invite you to listen to today's episode from an observational standpoint and tap into your own personal journey of self-development to create or recreate it in light of your own personal and professional needs. These journeys are about research, discovery, creation, experience, as the fundamental design process behind it. We craft our growth and self-development starting from awareness of ourselves and the relationships we have with others. Through movement and integration, we make decisions in a cyclical way, defining the qualities we wish to harvest through life. Today, I am again in the company of Melanie Gensler, founder and educator of Integrative Health Guide make sure to listen to the previous episode where we introduced this series and our collaboration. So you'll be familiar with our work and background. Grab a pen and notebook or just make use of mental notes as we will share a lot of resources for inspiration. Links to books and resources will also be provided on the episode page. Welcome back, Melody. It's lovely to be here again, Anna. Thank you. If I may introduce here already, we are in this uh, summer months. It's literally the season, in at least in our part of the world. For our project, uh, it means production, sharing and content-wise. As we use the seasons uh, for an analogy uh, for cyclical occurrences during the journeys, but actually let's just start uh, with the actual journeys. Uh, what would you like to introduce us to, Melanie? Yeah, I think um, I love that you already tapped into cycles um, uh, from a very grounded perspective, uh, seasons. We in society right, have really been able to create this consistency regardless of seasons, a consistency of, of work, consistency of lifestyle. Um, and I think it's interesting if we really are utilizing um, the seasons in a way to be a part of the journey that we are on. Um, so yeah, thank you for already mentioning that. Uh, I think it's uh, too often disregarded to what extent seasons and even more in-depth moon cycles actually are continuously reoccurring in our life. Uh, moon cycles from the perspective um, that the moon has a effect on the water on our on earth right creating those tides but furthermore the water in our body we are 70% water and so it's again 
um, naive or ignorant of us to think that um, we are also moving according to that cycle as well, the moon cycle. So yeah, it's a, um, an interesting, I think, part of a journey um, once we bring awareness around those cycles as well, yeah. Yeah, I really like it because it's very um, natural mm-hmm. and we can relate to. Mm, we definitely. see the seasons, right? We see seasons coming up. Um, and, uh, and we just, we just, uh, recognize them. And the moon cycle is very interesting. And for me, it has been a very recent discovery, mm. uh, but I am also much more aware of it. And mm. I think it makes complete sense to be, to explore it. Definitely. Right? Especially in that perspective as to, you know, I think, uh, we first and foremost are trying to tap into why, is this perspective of a journey so important? And um, when we are uh, trying to create personal development or create a healthy lifestyle, um, that uh, specific yeah, understanding why it's important is, um, yeah, it really provides that foundation into then the how and the what. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's, uh, one of the ways that I would like to as well start this conversation with or without, um, further diving deeper into cycles. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think you already, uh, said very interesting things there, the importance of the cycles in the journeys. Uh, it makes us aware of this um, ongoing um, mm-hmm. uh, things that will come rhythm, up. Yeah. Rhythm, exactly. Journey, the, the seasons uh, create rhythm. And what I have also learned very recently when I was studying the cycles was the dismissal of celebration. Like I'm already maybe fast forward forwarding a little bit, but uh, celebration as a means to reflect and understand what has happened and we are always on a going state well always doing production productively and that affects a lot our journeys so the celebration is a very pivotal moment and it marks the importance of a journey i would i would say um yeah is there any thoughts you would would want to yeah so i think what you're tapping into here actually is that shift in perspective of um, there's no concrete end result here. So we are very, um, in society, goal-oriented. So, of course, it's, uh, on one hand, um, recognizing and taking time and space once you have reached that goal. So that's that celebratory perspective is definitely pivotal. But I think... um, uh, and, and, and creates a, if we allow it to, uh, creates a deeper awareness and reflection as to where we are at. But I think if we don't also take into account, um, if we only limit ourselves there, then we kind of just, you know, let go of everything. Oh, yeah, I know. Reach that goal. What's the, it's that continuous, I think that 
when you shift the perspective of it's not a certain end that we are trying to reach, yet it is continuous, we have suddenly no longer just limited ourselves to a certain goal, uh, a certain healthy recipe or a, a health regime. We are creating, we're shifting towards sustainability and actually diving, diving deeper, deep, diving deeper into a um, state of uh, allowance and resilience that otherwise can, yeah, be limiting when we're only focusing on that end result goal. Because mm-hmm. you'll see if we, for instance, from a health perspective, I mean, the most common one is building muscle or losing weight, right? That by the time that you reach that goal of building muscle or losing weight, and of course, celebration will round it out, but you'll notice that us human beings, we always want more. Mm -hmm. So I think that really this understanding why is a journey important that we can see it's a journey and not a certain end result that we're trying to reach here is a sudden complete shift in pers- in in the doing in the in um uh what when if you're doing personal development personal growth or um creating a healthy lifestyle health uh, healthy living so looking into journeys is really looking into process looking into an ongoing thing and yes you will reach goals and then you can create a new journey right so yeah exactly exactly it's it's interesting so i try to refract uh, refer back to and it, um that's where you helped me in uh, actually creating the accurate words for it is um that it's a continuous diverge and converge mm. experience of self of um and I and I think the more that you can accept that process, the more um, you will tap into uh, really that feel good energy, that um, self understanding, self acceptance energy. Um, yeah, that we are ultimately actually seeking for, but aren't really realizing that exactly. that's what we're seeking when we're creating those goals for ourselves. Exactly. So we were just tapping into this importance of journeys in a very uh, yeah, open manner. Like we are now exploring why do they matter? Uh, what makes them so unique? And this exploration uh, phase is like, um, it's very, very important to let it all come through us. Uh, and you were tapping into the converge phase indeed about Okay, I, I know what I, what I have, what I need, and the tools that I will be utilizing uh, to go through this, this journey, this process. Uh, which now brings me into this um, question that I had. Uh, are we ever consciously ready for a journey? Great question. And I would probably say um, up to... Yeah, more than 50% were not consciously ready. Mm-hmm. And the breakdown, um, of course, that's very much dependent on your upbringing and your foundations um, as to yeah, what tools do you have accessible at the time of the breakdown. 
but usually our breakdown happens um, in because we feel lost. So therefore, that lost feeling means or exemplifies that actually on a uh, conscious level, we are not aware of what's happening and um, it is a very ungrounded feeling. Um, that's now our first breakdown, mm-hmm. right? We have multiple breakdowns. I think that's really, really mm-hmm. important to not underestimate mm-hmm. that breakdowns will always continue, just like your journey always will. But that first breakdown, I would say that we're not uh, consciously aware of um, at least what we need and where to go. And that's the importance of a breakdown to Mm -hmm. really actually experience and witness that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you do have a community around you where there is some available guidance. That's if you're very let's say in in quotes, uh, lucky, Um, a lot of the times in our breakdown period, it's quite the opposite. Um, But there's a reason for it, right? There's, um, and that's where it's really important. And I think uh, a lot of people say it's not a breakdown, it's a break open. And if you come from the perspective that it's a break open, that means your heart is open. And therefore, you will have of easier access for yourself to find the tools to work through the breakdown and get to that next um, idea, which is the breakthrough. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's where I was going to tap into. So then mm-hmm. there comes the breakthrough and the, I don't know, I don't, it's, maybe it's not the best word, but the success of it or whatever comes through it Mm -hmm. it really depends on how Mm. open you are to certain it it uh, is it's fully dependent on openness yeah exactly and also how you yeah breaking patterns um yeah it's just it it really is can shift a lot the way you will uh, come from it um i actually wanted to tap still in the breakdown i wanted to tapping to the nervous system we talked about it many times Mm -hmm. Uh, the nervous and immune system Mm -hmm. uh, constantly are giving us the signs Mm -hmm. and many times we just ignore Uh, again it taps into the cycle of our lives of our you know wherever we are we just don't observe don't take considerations so I was really curious about your thoughts on this Um, yeah so our breakdown usually comes in connection to the nervous system and immune system always Mm -hmm. it's always um the two are always connected uh the nervous system immune system decreases in so right the connection between nervous system immune system what we are tapping into is that fight or flight mechanism and um, we are able to continue to be in that survival mode right fight or flight is survival Mm -hmm. and then you have the opposite which is rest and digest which is the um uh, that calm state that relaxed state and up until the breakdown moment moment you will most likely have been in survival mode for years Mm -hmm. not realizing to what extent 
it's having an impact on your body and that breakdown period is then your survival mode mechanism saying we can't do this anymore and that could manifest in various different ways it can of course manifest in an addiction um, where rather that be alcohol and you're lying you know unconscious on the floor um, eating disorders of course um, where you just can't uh, you have such low energy that you just can't go on that way um, or it can be um, an illness so uh, as well um, uh, that uh, the, the illness whether that be a very um, uh, severe manifestation like cancer or illness in the sense that you um, or imbalance in a sense that you just uh, witnessed a major accident and uh, found your, find yourself in a hospital and um, that can also be that ultimate sign of uh, where because of the accident your body no longer can stay in that survival mode and just that yeah the breakdown is actually there to say hey we're more than just this body or um, this life that you're currently leading according to society that's usually where it is that it's we're doing so much for society versus for ourselves and so it's really that that first um wake-up call of hey there's more to life than what you're actually doing Mm. at this moment so we're right now very much tapping into spiritual but i think it's always important to hand in hand um, have that physical element of it which we will um, really dive deeper in the next episodes um, and is also, of course, very much my focus with my work that, that um, as we are on that spiritual journey um, or that personal development, personal growth journey, that we really are making sure to um, take care of our bodies and um, uh, create actually that, that rest and digest state um, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting to see how many times we are trying to find, uh, so that breakdown can manifest either in things that we are searching outside, like regulating, controlling actually uh, food intake or our body, how it should look like. Uh, but then you can also have it manifested to us with illness or accident or whatnot. So it's interesting to to actually tap into those things, even though they are breakdowns, but they are different aspects, I would say. Because Definitely. they will take you into a completely different perception of 100%, you know, right? 100%. your body and of yourself, absolutely. And the nervous system is there for something. It's there to uh, give you signs. Uh, even even if it's limited by any situation, but it's there to give you a complete sign of hey, this is going. Um, so yes, and and the whole defense mechanism, uh, what I have discovered, and I don't know if you relate to it, is it's not just one um, one type of defense. We can we can uh, use one for I don't know. We can fight in certain situations, but freeze in others. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I thought it was just one type mm-hmm. of defense, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I've discovered myself that it's not actually. Mm-hmm. 
So it's also an interesting point of being aware when that happens, actually, mm-hmm. how your body... Can you give examples of being stuck in reactive patterns? Yeah, so before we move um, into that, I think it's really important that um, the breakdown is not something that... Because you were tapping into... Uh, with the breakdown, how can you make sure to be of you know best there for yourself, not be reactive, um, and that's where I really felt um, the trust in the universe is actually really interesting to tap into, um, and I think that usually ends up happening um, before we then yeah go go further into what was the question that you resiliency how yeah resilient yeah yeah behind? yeah yeah mm. it's 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 um it I mean it's hard to it's hard to say that it's separate mm-hmm. but um in my own personal journey in my research it's been a happy balance for sure between building trust in that which is actually happening or has happened to or for you Mm -hmm. and simultaneously building that resilient nature, that foundation um, that you were just mentioning. Mm -hmm. It's if we don't build both sides, um, the, the, the trust in the universe, the trust in source or in anything that is out of our control while simultaneously build um uh not to get if we if we only build the the resiliency without the trust in the universe or source it's still that incomplete and we will drive ourselves into a nervous system again that will mm-hmm. break down mm-hmm. most likely yeah other it's it's um it's 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 really it's very foundational actually through mindfulness through practicing mindfulness, understanding mindfulness externally and seeing how actually there's synchronicity happening continuously. And that's where actually the book, um, The a Diamond in, uh, in Your Pocket, The Diamond in Your Pocket helped me tremendously mm-hmm. in shifting my perspective that I don't have to work my ass off continuously there is actually powers quote-unquote outside of me that is working for me because then from that breakdown you'll get a sense of relief to then shift the perspective okay now how can I in a healthy manner build the resilient Mm -hmm. so and usually so that's where breakdown with the um, the the built of uh, learning how to trust your surroundings in the universe or source um, will work for you uh, to shift the perspective and mm-hmm. yeah, finally um, uh, yeah, come from yeah, it will it will lead to the breakthrough moment. Mm-hmm. What I find really fascinating actually in this talk is that uh, and what you were tapping into 
it is uh, accessible and easier that to have this conversation in a very retrospective uh, look, right? I mean, you look back and you say, oh yeah, you know, so this happens and then that happens and, and so forth. When you are in the moment and when you are trying to perhaps tap into new things, or at least when I was, hearing about the universe bringing you or, you know, the, the aspects of synchronicity and trusting a universe, you know, is out there to also support you, guide you and also, you know, receive its feedback. It was very difficult for me to comprehend, accept. Uh, but what I did do is, okay, I'm in the research phase, subconsciously, obviously. I'm trying to see how, what is out there. And so I was extremely open. I was just, okay, bring it on. If people are talking about this, let's just try, see. And I trusted uh, people. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to mention it because sometimes it just feels it's easier to say it in a retrospective manner that, you know, uh, trust the process, have access to, you know, other things that perhaps are actually out of your, uh, norms. Um, and that is very key to just be open, just continuously doing things intuitively, it feels right. You don't have to think too much about it. Just uh, do it. I see. I see now. Actually, because um, you tapping into fear mm. and not fearing the process mm -hmm. uh, makes sense to me now. I, I see now where you what, where you are going with that, and ultimately, on one hand, of course, um, uh, maybe I shouldn't even say of course, but on one hand fear is delusional mm. yes um we do not need to fear change but usually if we actually and this goes into a little bit our agility episode emotions if we actually sit with the emotion um or move i i in my research i with the society that we've built in the West, I think it's um, too difficult for us to sit with the emotion. We need to move with it. Mm -hmm. And then we can actually, with together with mindfulness, speak to that emotion and ask what is the fear. And the fear is usually there because of that sense of security and safety. Mm -hmm. So how can we build what is it that we need mm -hmm for safety and security in order to then actually be open mm -hmm. and it's so it's so tough um in the breakdown moment because our sense of security and safety is totally in question beliefs exactly yeah yeah it definitely goes into what is it that we believe um that is that's what's limiting us so um that's where being open as much as one can, being curious. It's that, that curious mindset uh, that we always had as children will really always get you through a breakdown, breakthrough, any type of change. It's, um, it's such a deep foundation of being resilient um, that definitely should not be underestimated. And unfortunately, I feel like uh, or not, I feel like, but a lot of my 
a research and observation has also been that after we get our first job, this curiosity just in, within ourselves just suddenly is like, okay, we don't need to be curious <laughs> or learn anymore. Where we can put that now in a corner. We're getting senior. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and that, which is not true at all. And, and it's really unfortunate for those that um, put that aside and um, don't uh, continue to uh, yeah, take care of that quality. Again, we just live in a society of achievement, goal setting. Yeah, yeah. You are achieving something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this all kind of uh, brings me also to the rigid structures that we mm-hmm. um, surround ourselves with. And once I broke down those, once I uh, created uh, space for me to develop in more free-form expression, then I started to also coming to my true self. And that affected my relationship with myself, with others, etc. So talking about movement, this brings me, uh, uh, yeah, to you have been an advocate of movement, uh, and uh, you already mentioned it. There will be episodes on agility, mobility, where we will be diving deeper into this. But I really want to know how movement is that key element. Uh, and if you could share thoughts, sensations, using the sensuous body for awareness. Uh, I remember when I met you, you mentioned it. I would like to also add here a book that I that I am reading right now, which is uh, Creating Awareness Through Movement by Moshe Feldenkrais. And he was an engineer and physicist from the 20th century. century and he developed this specific body exercises for body-mind awareness. Uh, to, for us to see the residual and habitual patterns that we had learned since kids, education, etc. So uh, the idea is to observe those patterns um, and the book is called Awareness Through Movement. With It has lessons and exercises. It's very interesting. Uh, and of course, I'm still on lesson one because it's very <laughs> deep and insightful. But his main message is Correction of movement is the best means uh, for self-improvement. And a few key ideas that I would just like to place here and then you can uh, go from there that I took was the ability to move is important for self-value. All muscular activity is movement. Breathing is movement. And movement is the basis of awareness. I would like to really have your, uh, yeah, your thoughts on on movement, the qualities of movement, you're searching for implementing. Yeah. So, um, in my research and experience with movement, movement, uh, as I stated before, um, it was also uh, for myself hard to sit with emotions. Uh, I did at one point have no other option um, to uh, other than sit with emotions because I was so in resistance to movement, um, which is a topic f- for another time. Um, but it was part of my process needing to c- feel movement, not in the physical sense, but a physical as in actually moving, but feeling movement through the breath. Um, and through the mind but anyways um movement has been for me the ultimate access to my feeling state 
which is why uh, I find it is such a pivotal uh, uh, tool within our process of health or of um, recovery of personal development um, because it really allows us to go into feeling or that sensual, I call it uh, the sense sensational part of our body. It's otherwise referred to as well the pain body, mm-hmm. for instance, um, or the energetic body, the soul body, spirit body. I mean, but I think the most tangible to me is that this, the, the, those senses, what, what is it that we're feeling, smelling, um, uh, touching, um, seeing, etc., and really moving with that, allowing to move with that. And if you can bring, um, as uh, that the title of the book states, that awareness practice to it, suddenly unforeseen connections start happening. And it's really a great tool for um, uh, self-discovery and self-exploration. So, and, and, and not just that, but we tap into ultimately the flow state, mm-hmm. which is the, a very, right, trending uh, way of defining health as well as we want that flow state or the personal development, personal growth. Oh, you, we want to be in the flow state <laughs> to achieve things. Well, that's the flow state is actually as well our rest and digest state. But our emotions um, can really create obstacles, of course, as well, our beliefs to um, uh, even tap into the flow state. And then on the physical level, um, certain obstacles uh, can also manifest, such as injury or illness um, Mm -hmm. in the body. So, uh, yeah, that's where I think uh, why movement is so important. And um, furthermore... Uh, bringing together the movement aspect of things with mindfulness allows you a space to practice uh, that which you do not have the courage yet to uh, practice in your relationships. So let's say you've noticed that in your relationships, in conversations, what makes you reactive is when you get frustrated, when you get angry. So then, okay, um, let's tap into anger through movement and let's practice actually first and foremost being with ourselves angry instead of externally throwing it at someone or at something. And the more that we can practice for ourselves um, the emotion anger, the more we will be able to understand ourselves more and that ultimately, right, will lead to, oh, this is how I need to communicate. This is what my needs are. And these are the expectations. Communication is always based off of then needs and expectations. And um, how can we make sure to authentically be in our truth, uh, courageously be in our truth and communicate that? Mm-hmm. What would be like a concrete movement? I remember we did a session that was very interesting about, mm-hmm. uh, well, we will be tapping into mm-hmm. this in another episode, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to leave here a little bit of a mm-hmm. taste. Yeah. Um, so you're asking what would, what type of movements yeah. would be like an for example? Anger, for instance, yeah, so like... anger um, is very, the movement would be tribal dancing, mm-hmm. for instance. 
um, actually as well, um, body weight exercises. Mm. So coming back to earth because anger is fire, right? Anger continuously, if we're going to put some elements there, we are experiencing fire in our body, but it's actually this false sense of fire from, because uh, anger is usually hiding something, is protecting that which we are scared to experience otherwise, like grief, for instance. But um, by grounding anger um, through movements such as tribal dancing or um, uh, body weight exercises, we will be able to release the energy that is ultimately protecting the feeling that we're actually, um, it's hard, mm -hmm. right? Sadness, grief, disappointment. Yeah. yeah. So um, those are two types of movements that mm. are really lovely. Because of that extra energy, we really need to respect that. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and yeah. the exploration as well. I mean, I if I do a tribal dance or a tribal, which is not something that I do that often, mm -hmm. but I come to realize that uh, I can express more or, or I actually mm -hmm. am even facing how mm -hmm. I limit myself, right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, yeah. Anger is, uh, I think, the hardest emotion and the emotion mm -hmm. that is um, most... Uh, most often creating imbalance because mm. we are we have really not allowed the expression of anger in our society um so it makes sense that that's also what you experience for yourself that you're still limiting exactly. that experience so we'll be tapping into more of these uh, movement tools on the coming episodes right exactly um, I, I now was going into the, yeah, to the, to the movement, but before, to the, sorry, to the breath, uh, but before that, uh, you, you were also, when we were preparing this episode, you mentioned me the, the guide, um, I'm trying to tap here into the awareness when we are our own guide, mm -hmm. our own mm -hmm. healer, I would mm -hmm. like you to just, uh, help me, yeah, yeah, in light of movement, yeah uh, introduce the, the, the this guide so the guide aspect is actually uh, going deeper into the understanding that we're more than just a body and the guide so the the book the resource or tool that I have here that will really help in the process of bringing light to what is a guide what is the guide, what is the healer, is um, The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Because there's a really lovely chapter there on the voice inside our your head. And that is actually your guide. Mm -hmm. Bringing the awareness of that you have a guide inside of you. You have the ability to guide yourself to... Um, heal yourself but there's uh, it's important to get to that state of listening to the voice inside your head mm -hmm. and working with it so um, and in regards to movement uh, I don't know exactly how there's mm -hmm. a connection there other than um, the guide will help you mm -hmm. to uh, from a figurative 
uh, perspective of movement integrate uh, ultimately the uh, whatever it is that you're working on. Yeah. Um, so I, it's really important with clients that they understand that I'm not here to tell them the answers that I am exploring with them because they have a guide that I need to respect, but they're just not aware of it yet. Yeah. So um, that's, I think, been one of the most, also, again, very big uh, missing um, element to healing or healing ourselves, health, uh, personal development, personal growth, that um, you have the possibility, the capacity, the ability to know what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And that's also once you bring awareness to the guide, to the healer, you will be that much, it will be that much more empowering in your journey. I think it's really important that um, the more you are suppressing the guide, the more you will find again yourself um, on a lost journey versus the journey to continuously be found. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, a, it's a key tool that mm -hmm. we all possess. Mm -hmm. And I do feel that the movement will trigger it more mm -hmm. and more uh, closer to what you really need. So uh, moving away from stagnation. So maybe that's where I connect to movement, creating the movements that will actually allow that guy to have its own voice to be listened to, to connect between, of course, your mind, but also your body. Uh, it's like you're, you're just opening more windows, more spaces to listen, more, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's where I also uh, tap into the, into the movement. Mm. Um, and then there comes um, breath. Mm -hmm. Breath is, for me, the, the, the point zero of it all. Like, if mm. you don't access your breathing you won't be able to actually you know uh, really listen that's where that's where I, I find a very central point um, definitely and I, I read uh, this book Max Strom a life worth breathing and back then I really was not aware I was just reading as a means to okay this is interesting I'm on that research phase again curiosity and he also has exercises. And now the breath is this essential part of... Everybody talks about the breath and taking three breaths through the day. I now have this uh, exercise from the, the course that I'm taking. I have to come to my breathing five times a day. So my phone just, you know, <laughs> rings and I'm like, okay, breathing time. How do relationships play a role in our journeys? I'm now perhaps zooming out from our conversation we are very much, you know, worried about our inside. We are in this transformation, transformational process. How do we relate to others or how do others relate to us when we are in this process of change? I'm not sure if, if you can follow my thoughts. I am following. There's so many thoughts. I love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's usually um, what happens with us. I start so going on it. <laughs> So, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. Just pick so, whatever yeah, makes exactly. sense to yeah. you. So, first and foremost, the breath. Yeah. So you were talking about um, uh, the connection between uh, the guide, right, and the internal guide and movement. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what I want to just um, add there is mindfulness because 
um, with the, the, the breath that you're actually mentioning is providing together with mindfulness and movement a mind-body connection that you can grow the guide inside of you, right? Without, so let's say the mind is mindfulness mm-hmm. and the, the body is movement, that through the breath, we will be able to, all the mindfulness that we're gathering about ourselves, connect it to the body, meaning how are we feeling it, practice that, and that will bring also, again, this awareness to, or this um, uh, integration to actually uh, bring it to into our relationships. Mm-hmm. So mind-body connection ultimately is the practice of relationship to self. So um, how can I be more caring of myself? How, so let's, let, let's actually move through the journey how I've divided, how, how I, uh, my research is now um, conceptualizing. Mm-hmm. So the journey begins with exploration. How can we be the explorer, right? Curiosity. Yeah. Um, then it moves into discovery. How can we best discover ourselves? key element there is that nonviolent communication part mm-hmm. um, then into then healing or acceptance how we can we practice acceptance and usually there's a lot of work that needs to be done around digging into our needs digging into our expectations so a lot of relationship work there I mean continuously of course but uh, I'm saying just with ourselves and then from the healing and acceptance how can we make sure that which we've learned and accepted now really empower and be proud of and um, uh, not just uh, uh, bring balance in our relationships, but actually bring that empowerment from both sides that, okay, I might understand you differently. Like I have a different perspective than you, but fuck yes, give me a high five <laughs> that you have a great different perspective and fuck yes to me yeah, that I have. Exactly. So that really that, so that's where I feel that, um, that breath um, element again creates the mind body. You mind body uh, connection creates a wonderful place for practicing, and then you will be able to translate that from the movement to your relationships outside of you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you see, that's why we work together. I go into this diverge, and Melanie comes to converge. I love it. So with that, I think we can safely say that we are uh, uh, approaching our conclusion. Um, I just have one last question. And of course, because of your own experience, what would you say to your younger self? Yeah, um, to my younger self, I would say... Try your best to be patient um, at all times and really hold on to the energy of empowerment as much as you can. Um, in my journey, and that uh, I, I very much trust um, in the development of it, but I was very much coming from a disempowered um, state, but I think that disempowerment has really allowed uh, myself to grow strength within letting go and surrendering 
um, it, the disempowerment and letting go and surrendering is very closely connected. It's wall is how are you talking to yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you talking from a place of kindness or are you telling me from a, like that you're enough or are you talking from a place of not enough? So I would, um, yeah, those patience and yeah, yeah. be, be, allow yourself to still, uh, come from a place of empowerment. So be kinder. Thank you so much, Melanie, for another uh, episode. Uh, Coming up in the series, our next episode will be about stability, where we are setting foundations and tapping into the feeling state of being grounded, and what is embodiment. After that episode, we will return with an episode on agility, being with emotions in an elastic way, and how to create a resilient way of being. And to tie it all together, the teachings of stability and agility, the following episode will be on mobility, the mind-body connection which we are all subconsciously seeking in our journeys of personal development and personal growth. All the resources will be listed on, on the episodes page. And if you do subscribe, we'll give you added tools to utilize it in a more active manner. So make sure to go to movementismyconstant.com slash subscribe and browse through the other episodes as well and you will get the newsletter. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Melanie, again. Thank you. And uh, let's see each other again very soon. <laughs>